You're listening to episode 13, Fear Factor. Hello, darlings, and welcome to the Wake Up and Show Up podcast with your girl, your host, Portia Scott. This is a podcast with the mission to inspire and empower you to take your life off autopilot, optimize the power of your uniqueness, and execute intentionally in every area of your life. Hello, darlings. It's your girl, your host, Portia Scott, and we are in episode 13. Yes, it is that time of week. It is that time again. And as we start every episode off with what we are grateful for, I usually tell you what I'm grateful for. But this week, I made a post and asked, what are you guys grateful for? And one of the responses I wanted to read on here as our collective grateful moment. So one of the responses was, I am grateful for laughter. And I can so relate to this one. Like fun fact, I am an extrovert. I get my energy from being around people. I mean, I think people are the best thing ever. I love get togethers. I love anything where there's going to be tons of people. And the one thing I love is being around laughter. There's a proverb that says a cheerful heart is good medicine. And as we are approaching Thanksgiving, it's customary in our family that everyone comes to my home for Thanksgiving dinner. And another fun fact, John Henry For everyone that's new, John Henry is my husband. Um, He usually does all the cooking during the year. And on Thanksgiving, I get to do my good cooking. So anyway, we usually have family that comes in from Jersey. They come down and we have an incredible time. I feel like from the time people come into the house until like, way into the weekend, all we do is laugh. It is just like food for my soul. I still make my children laugh because I just absolutely love the sound. So today, along with uh, our community, we are grateful for laughter. But I am also grateful because we hit an incredible milestone this week, and we have now reached over 1,400 listens. Yes, yes, yes. And I made a decision when I started the podcast that I was going to celebrate the small wins because if you ever look back at where you started, every step is a win. So it's something that I've put into the culture of the podcast is that we're going to celebrate the small wins. We oftentimes, myself included, we just look at the big wins, the extraordinary things that deserve a celebration, but it is actually the small steps every day that lead to your big wins. And if we learn to celebrate the small steps, we learn that they were indeed the big things. For me, this podcast is a journey and I get to travel it with this incredible community and I'm so grateful. So let me just tell you a little bit about today. Actually, let me tell you a little bit about the last couple of hours. So I literally had this whole episode outlined. And as I was like finishing up, do you know what happened? You don't know. So I'm going to tell you. 
I got the blue screen of death. And you know what else happened? None of my information was saved. I literally could have cried. Everything that I had written out, everything that I had planned out, it was all gone. And so I was getting ready to cry, but I had to pull it together. So my husband called literally right after it happened, and he kind of talked me off the ledge. And then I called my executive producer and said, we may not have a show tonight. Like, there may be nothing for you to post tonight because I give up. Like, I'm, I'm just beside myself. And so my goal is always to batch record the episodes so I don't fall into a situation like this. But the way my life is set up, that doesn't always happen. Like, okay, that never happens. I mean, how many of us have days like that when you just want to throw away the entire day? It usually starts off with one thing then another. And then we have, you know, then we start to hear the negative narratives that nothing ever goes right for me, or I knew this was going to happen, or this is such a bad day. Do you know what that narrative is? That's the narrative, my friend of fear. Yep, you heard me. It's fear. We all understand or we've heard that fear is false evidence appearing as real. But fear is also a defense mechanism. It is our justification for why we continue to live in the negative narrative or why we aren't going to do something. Yes, my day was crazy, but fear was the reason I wanted to just throw it all away. You know, I was really upset in that moment because I had outlined everything and yes, I got the screen of death and yes, all my information was lost. But what happened right before then was I looked at the 1400 listens and I was excited. But then I looked at the number from last week's episode and I was fearful, fearful that everything I wanted to accomplish won't happen because the talk or the negative narrative is nothing like that ever happens to me. So I had to change my fear talk into faith talk. And although they are at the opposite ends of the spectrum, they work just the same. The more I think and meditate, rolling any ideas, any thoughts around my mind, the more it becomes real to me. So faith is the undeniable hope that it's going to happen for me, to me, or through me. It is seeing something without actually seeing it. It is having a mental picture where there is no actual evidence present. But in order to have this hope, I have to meditate on the thing. I recite declarations. We talk about it to other people and we operate as if it's going to happen or as if it has already happened. And the same is with fear. When I am fearful of something, it is the undeniable belief that something is going to happen. The same way that I meditate on that faith thing is the same way we tend to meditate on the fear. We tend to roll it over in our minds. We believe that it's going to happen. And so while I may not recite the declarations like I do in faith, I recite these declarations in my mind. 
where no one can hear them, but they are as clear as the crystal blue waters of the Maldives. This fear is crippling because fear reminds me of why I shouldn't do it, why I can't do it. It reminds me of my limitations and I start believing that. So just as with faith, the more I meditate on it, the more my mind is focused on what will be. And the more I meditate on fear, the more my mind is focused on that fear. We, me included, have become so comfortable with fear. Fear is the reason why we don't speak up when we know we should. Fear is the reason we won't put one foot in front of the other and do what we feel in our hearts. Fear is the reason I won't make the call, email, or video. Fear is the reason I tell myself that that isn't for me. I'm not that type of person because that stuff never happens for me. Fear started making decisions for me. I let it push me around and we had a love-hate relationship. I knew it was there and I needed it out my life, but I was also very comfortable with it. I knew fear. We had this relationship. We understood each other. It was there to comfort me when I failed. It showed up to remind me that I couldn't do it anyway. It was there when I succeeded to tell me that that was just a one-off. You can't do that again. Fear leaves when we make a conscious and clear decision to stop leaning on it for comfort. Yes, we all have fears and the quickest way to expel your fears is to change the internal narratives that play over and over in our heads. Can we stop our thoughts? No, thoughts are going to happen, but we are absolutely in charge of what we meditate on. So when something is coming, when there's a negative narrative that is coming into our minds that we have a quick thought about, our responsibility is not to meditate on the very thing that we're trying to evict out of our lives. I mean, fear will make decisions for you. It will make you not want to do something because fear has told you you can't have it or you just can't do it. I remember when I left the army, I didn't work for about a year and a half because I got pregnant with Miracle and then I stayed home for a year after that. But when I got back to work, I landed a job as an administrative assistant. I had an incredible boss, but while I was on the job, I was introduced to the career of project management. And I worked with some incredible, incredible PMs. And so as I began to work with them and see the work that they were doing, I was intrigued. And I was like, this is something that I know I have the skill set for and something that I love. Prior to joining this company, while I stayed home with Miracle for a year, I actually started an event planning business. And the reason why I started that business is because I wanted to be able to take someone's idea and bring it to fruition. And that's what I saw happening in project management. So I was really bold and I go into my boss's office and I tell him I want to move into a PM role. And at the time, work was crazy busy and it was just a hectic time for the company. They were growing leaps and bounds. And I understood that for my boss, the thought of a junior PM, it just wasn't in the cards. There was no way to be able to train a junior PM to train someone to take on the workload that was happening. 
He wasn't mean and he wasn't unkind, but I knew that I wasn't going to have the help that I needed and I knew I wasn't going to be able to be a PM at that company. And I was deflated. Like I was like so upset. I didn't know what to do. And here comes my fear friend reminding me that no one ever gives me a chance, which is funny because this isn't true, but fear will make one situation an eternal thing, right? He'll, fear will make it a definite thing that if there was one thing, one disappointment, then it is always a disappointment. And so here I am listening to my friend fear tell me that no one else gives me a chance. And I listened to it for a little bit, but to be honest, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. I cried a little bit because your girl is an emotional person and I am not ashamed of it. But after I cried, I started repeating this declaration every single day to myself. I would say, I have been predestined for greatness. Words kill, words give life. They are either poison or fruit. And I choose to speak life into my new career as a project manager. I want to work no further than 10 miles from my house and I want X salary. And I would say that every single day. And while I was saying that, I was talking to my mentors as well and asking them, what is the work that I need to do? What do I need to do to land the next job? What job should I be planning for? And they told me what to do. And I did just that. I did the work. And when I landed the interview, they walked me through it. And I did exactly what they said. I researched the company. I was clear on the work that I had done at my current job within the PMO. And I was able to navigate what it was that they needed and the skills that I had that would align with what they needed. So although my current position wasn't the position, it was a stepping stone. And we all need a stepping stone. If we glean what we should in our stepping stone periods, it is going to be useful to propel us to our higher and our next level. I used everything I learned there to navigate the interview and eventually land the position with the new company. I received the title I wanted, the salary, and a commute that was less than 10 minutes from my home. Now that I had my confession or declaration, I had to put in the corresponding action to what I was speaking. Fear won't leave just because we say it. It demands that we have a corresponding action to send a signal to the brain that what the negative narrative of fear is saying is no longer aligned with what we are actually producing. So speak the words of life, but we also have to add corresponding actions to what we are speaking. The thing about it is I did land the job. I got the title. I got the salary and the commute was great. But what this really taught me was how to start speaking to my fears, how to start handling my fears. And it was in speaking those words of life, changing my own internal narrative, but making sure I was doing the corresponding actions to what it is that I was speaking. You see, we have what we need on the inside of us. A seed can be buried, but if we don't water it, if we don't tend to it, it will never grow. 
It is the watering of the seed inside of us that causes us to grow. Courage is the power of the mind to overcome fear. Martin Luther King Jr. As always, we end every show with this declaration. Waking up is automatic. Showing up is intentional. Today, I will show up. Thank you again for spending time with me today and listening to the Wake Up and Show Up podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe so you never miss a show. Leave us a five-star review and share with a friend or foe. You can follow us on Instagram at I am Portia Scott, Facebook at I am Portia Scott. Until next time, go impact the world. <laughs>